Good morning, Malden. Uh, I have a special guest, Barbara Tolstrom, but she is the host of Malden Square. And so uh, this is her show, Malden Square, and Malden Square it is. Barbara, you're the host. Introduce your guest. Hello. Uh, welcome to Malden Square. Actually, I wish I were in Malden Square, but with this COVID-19 uh, situation we're all kind of uh, where we have to be but my guest today and I'm very happy to uh, be able to talk to him is our great mayor Mayor Gary Christensen and podcasts they're also everything is so new so welcome Mayor Christensen to my podcast and uh, how are you doing well, first, let me say thank you for having me, as always, and thank you for using the word great. That tells me that uh, things overall have been going okay despite COVID-19. So, uh, as always, we, we wanted to be here, so as soon as you called us, we uh, rearranged the schedule to make sure that we were available for you and um, your listeners. Well, I appreciate that so much. And uh, I also, you know, I, I, you've had a lot to contend with, COVID-19. The job of being mayor is big enough and, and, and uh, demanding enough and so forth. And then to have to deal with something like the pandemic and, and all of us attached to it. So how, how has the city been doing with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, and also, I, you know, the, the governor's been pretty great, I think, in giving, leading us and giving us guidance, but, uh, you know, it, when it comes down to the local level, it, it's just your, your ball game, your responsibility. So what's happening with Malden? Well, first, let me just say that you are correct that we have never seen anything like this. I mean, if you ever visited our office, we have binders for what to do during a snowstorm, what to do when we're faced with uh, less resources for our budget. But we did not have any kind of playbook for dealing with a uh, pandemic. So what we did is what we typically do, and that is work with the community uh, to do everything we can to, you know, withstand uh, the crisis that is currently in front of us. Now, relative to where we are today, I wish you had done this podcast on Friday because our numbers on Friday were really, really great. Uh, we were ecstatic about uh, how far we had come, meaning that the statewide positivity rate on a daily basis, I think, was on average 1.8 or 1.9 percent. Oh, on Friday, terrific. on Friday we were at 2.1 percent. So we had dropped from two point, I think it was 2.7 percent to 2.1 percent. But Good. since then, we just got a whole new, uh, fresh uh, data, and uh, the numbers are starting to increase. And I guess on the flip side, it's probably why it's timely to do this podcast because we need to remind every people to not let their guard down. You know, just because they're starting to see some of these headlines in Massachusetts that we are progressing, uh, we cannot let our guard down, and we do not want to go back to where we were in March. So we think the reason why uh, some of the new data coming out is showing an increase here in Malden and pretty much in Greater right. Boston is that uh, people are letting their guard down. And we have had some, you know, we just had July 4th, and there are some... You know, high school things going on. 
Yeah. Uh, not sanctioned by the city, but, you know, people are getting together to congratulate one another, yes. which is understood. Yes. And uh, well, we think that's driving the numbers up slightly. So we were averaging, again, roughly one or two cases a day. I think right now we're creeping back up to uh, half a dozen cases a day, you know, six well, to eight cases a day. Even so. that. Yeah. Well, you know, I watched the governor and listened to all that he has to say, and I think he's done a good job yep. in helping us. And also, I, frankly, I'm very happy I live in Massachusetts, uh, in Marlin, of course, because when I look around and I watch the television and the news and what other states are in, you know, encountering, we, we listen. We do what we're supposed to. And that keeps us much safer and much more, you know, really able to handle a crisis like COVID-19. Don't you agree with that? Agreed 100%. Again, we were all in this together. It was the first time we've ever encountered uh, something like this. So I'm not one to second-guess anyone when it comes to making decisions. Because So you pretty much went by what the governor was saying. And I, I suppose there might have been some adjustments to for the local scene, but pretty much we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yes, because we strongly feel that is the purpose, the role of the state, is to let you know the communities across the Commonwealth know what we should do during a pandemic. Now, we did slightly deviate from uh, the schedule somewhat that the state laid out. So, for instance, uh, when we were notified that we had our first official case of COVID-19 back in early March, the first thing we did was immediately close our schools. And I don't think it was until a week or maybe a week and a half later yeah. that Governor Baker uh, declared that all the schools across the state should be closed. So that was one thing we did differently. I think on uh, some of the barbers and hair salons and some of those types of retail businesses, yeah. we yeah. also deviated a little bit from the schedule. But we never did it in an um, in a manner that was... Um, you know, a strong disagreement with the state because we yeah. understood their situation. It was all new to them, too. So it, yes, wasn't, it wasn't acrimonious by any means. This is the, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me, my morning voice here. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we are reopening. I guess that's the word you want to use. So how is Walden doing? We're doing well. I mean, again, this is one that we are following the state guidelines. And so the one person I would like to single out is our business development officer who has, his name's Kevin Duffy, and he's been working very closely with all of the yeah. businesses. And I think last I checked, I think we were 20 for 21 on outdoor dining seating areas. Because uh -huh. in order for our businesses, many of our uh, restaurants to reopen they had to have the ability to be able to yes, serve outside. Yes. So, um, so that's that's taking place as well. Oh yeah. So there's a whole new yeah. permitting process. There were a lot of questions as you could probably imagine because yeah. most of our restaurants were indoor dining, and so to all yeah, of and, and most of them don't have outdoor space. Exactly. So we had to work with them um, and our uh, city government to be able to accommodate that and again yeah i'm happy to say i think it was 20 of 21 that we were able to be able to do that so from what well, we're good. hearing back yeah the, it's helped them so you you've uh, you know i have to say you know i look i watched the governor and i you know he, he was great but i appreciated so much your weekly uh, 
telecasts, I guess you want to call them, through, thank, thankfully, we have MATV now, or UMA, as it's now being called, uh, to uh, allow you to reach out to the city and let them let us all know what's going on. So that was really very helpful. And then, of course, the ability of uh, <clears throat> your constituents, excuse me, my voice, can you hold on for just a minute? <clears throat> I'm I'm sorry about no that. No worries, no worries. Uh, to let our constituents call yep. is wonderful that, well, that you people were able to ask questions. I appreciated that so much. Well, I hate to say I, it, but we're going to bring the show back. You know, again, based on the numbers that we we just got yesterday, uh, we're planning a uh, new show with Umar in the very near future. It could be as and soon then as is that going to be going ongoing through the sw- the future, whether. Yes pandemic or not yes we will be going back most likely to uh weekly shows but at a minimum uh bi-weekly so again uh it should be it'll be this week if we can fit it in because there's a lot of other public meetings happening um yes. but if not uh it'll be next week well you know that's one of the things i i wanted to ask you so the city is reopening so that means that <clears throat> Groups are coming together, and I guess now. What about commissions and committees? You know that are affiliated with the uh, the city. Yep. We still. are. You know, I know we met the, the historical commission met last week. Uh, so are are people, you know, continuing or let's say picking up the picking up and beginning to go forward with this um, lifestyle? No, I think. Well, especially now with these new numbers, we're probably yeah. going to continue on with these, you know, other the Zoom format as it's known in uh-huh. uh, boards and commissions meeting uh, until we get better data and feel confident that we can pretty much do what the historical commission was able to do because of the size of the commission uh, across city government. So, you know, just this morning before I came to see you, Barbara, we had our our managers meeting. So I meet with all of our managers every two weeks. Typically we would do that in the conference room, but again, uh, we wanted to continue on with the zoom format uh, just because we felt we weren't out of the woods just yet. And also because a very intelligent approach and also because of the new data. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's great that you have in this podcast because it gives us an opportunity to remind people do not let your guard down. Because well, it does seem as though people are beginning to because the number, some of the numbers are going up. Right. And of course, when I look around, though, <clears throat> look around. I'm watching television, of course, yeah. uh, and I see what other states are doing and what their problems are and what their numbers are. I feel very comfortable living in Massachusetts and also very happy to be here in Malden because I know your. One of your primary, uh, your priorities is transparency. So that means that what the city is doing, to the greatest extent, you let the you let your constituents know what's happening to yep. their to their place of uh, abode. You might say. Yep, I appreciate that. And on our next show, we will have the chairperson of our board of health as a guest, and we'll Chris also uh, no Chris. I think Chris will be on there as well as the health director. But we'll also have uh, the per- the chairperson from the Board of Health, and we'll also have our school superintendent on the show to talk about the reopening of schools. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Yep. Now that you brought that up, 
what's happening with the schools? Because there doesn't seem to be any clear planning at at, a, at any level. So what are what are, are we? Uh, what is Walden doing about opening reopening the schools? Well, I think as soon as school let out in June, we put together a task force that has been meeting internally. So that consists oh, of that's the, good. it consists of the superintendent, uh, teachers, parents, students, school committee members, Iavino and Weldi. And they uh, also with some of our department managers, so Eric Rubin from public facilities. Sure. Uh, Chris Webb, board of health director the health director for the health department uh-huh. and they've been meeting throughout July and now we're going to take the show on the road so to speak with three public meetings this week I think there's one tonight Thursday night and Friday afternoon that will all oh. be held via zoom and now, where is the one tonight is uh, it at City Hall nope they're all on zoom so they'll all, all be on zoom. all virtual but uh, what yeah. we're going to do is we're going to build upon the survey results that we received back from the Malden public school community. So I think we roughly had uh, 4,000 responses back from our survey that showed um, probably a split, even split between families wanting to send, you know, their children back to doing a hybrid of some in one day, some out the next. And yeah, then the other yeah. one is just stay the course, which we did in the spring, which is learn remotely. So we're going to discuss these three plans with the community this week, and then the school committee will be called back into session the first week of August to vote on those three plans, which we are then required to send to the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education for approval. Now, which one we ultimately choose remains to be seen, but our our task right now is to develop three scenarios based on all in person, a mix, or all at home. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if it were me, I would I would have to lean toward all at home uh, only because we've come this far. We don't know which way the virus is going to go. And, I know. Um, you know, I, the other fear that we have is the impact that, you know, the students may have on the staff and vice versa and then bringing it home. I mean, That's I'm just the whole thing. our philosophy in Malden, you know, Chief Molis has always said to me, when it comes to like when we're fighting blizzards and, and bad snowstorms, it's always better to be safe than sorry. And yeah. so I, I, I apply that to this scenario. But we'll see what the what the parents have to say and then we'll we'll come yeah. together as a team and, and uh you know, the school committee will come together and, and make its determination. And of course you're a member of the school committee yes. automatically, so yes. as part of your office. So that's that must be very helpful in some ways. Yes. Uh, We've been in close contact with Adam Weldy, uh, who has really taken a lead uh, on organizing and and, uh, putting this task force to work along with everybody else that I mentioned. Now, he's on the school committee. Yes. Is he the president or chair or whatever you want to... Nope, he's uh, representing Ward 5, uh, but if you know anything about Adam Weldy, he has always, always been eager to go above and beyond than what is required of his role, and that's why... Well, one of the things about Adam that I really am happy about and respect is his youth. Yeah, well, I... I, You know, know, it's like we need experienced people. We need people who've been doing it for a long while and who know what they're doing and what the problems are. But to have young people involved and getting taking an interest 
getting involved and then doing something, which well, is another whole aspect of this. Well, so, you know what else, too, Barbara? He's in it. He lives it because he's an assistant principal in the uh, Chelsea Public School District. So, yes. You know, yes. I, I think it might be worth you maybe at some point down the road having him on your podcast because he could really give you some detail on what it's been I'd like. I'd love to do that. I really would. I would like to begin to talk to people. You know, one of the things that uh, I appreciate is the fact that, you know, as the historical commission chair, but we've been meeting and we have been doing virtual meetings, well, a couple of those, but we've also had one in-person meeting where we all obey the social distancing and warm and so on. Because I, and I'm a stay home person, you know, at my age, they say the elderly are much more at risk than others, but so I'm, I'm not about, I don't, leave this house very often and but I think it's important that that life has to go on the city has to move the city has to operate so this is all important yeah but uh, I think yeah at the same time my family um, my mother especially always said uh, you know it's all about your health if you don't have your health then everything else Really Unfortunately, I'm, I'm a healthy 90-year-old. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, right, right, for sure. I mean, I've seen you out there. You're out there more than I'm out there. So, um, yeah, so we just we just have to continue to be cautious. And um, so we'll see what happens with the schools. We know this is one decision, no matter what decision is made, is going to impact our family. So we're trying to get it as right as possible. Yes. Now, <clears throat> so you have you have people that, want to keep the kids home yep. with people that want to send their kids. Yeah, it's actually, it's probably an even split, Barbara. It's probably 30, 35% each, which is interesting. You know, we were expecting one or the other, but yeah. the uh, 4,000 survey results are pretty evenly divided. Yeah. So you haven't really then made a decision. No, we first wanted to uh, have these uh, listening sessions this week. You know, Mr. Weldy and others on that task force thought it important that we not only survey our families, but also give them the opportunity to testify in a virtual session to us. You know, I think that's very important. Yeah, we're doing three of them. And uh, again, two will be at night, I think, and one during the day to try to accommodate. So the first one is tonight. Yep. Uh Now that's. Uh, Via Zoom. How are they communicating? Uh, We've done it, I think, in the papers and social media, you know, all the different channels that we typically try to get information out. I I actually think we went above and beyond by doing a a Connect Ed call as well. So every family Uh that has a child in the Mall of Public Schools received a a call or an email or a text, I think, is the capability that the system has. So it's it's more or less a survey. People send their opinions in. Yep. And now they'll get yeah. a chance to talk about those opinions tonight, now, Thursday. So Friday. is it possible to do something, well, no, because to do something on TV, MATV, but that, that's pretty pretty involved technically. So well, yeah, probably. I think, but they are going to record the session. So I think the way it works is they could probably record it and share it with Uma, who can then play yeah. it back. I think they've been in touch with them about that. So to get back briefly, you did say that you're planning to continue your uh, your telecast. They'll be back uh, shortly. I don't know. And is that going to be 
Yeah, same just format. Just a permanent thing, or, you know, that not to just through the COVID thing, uh, the pandemic, but to keep something that you'll do regularly through in know, the future. You know, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, maybe if you were hosting, we would do it permanently. If I were always hosting me? Yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, because you know I'll, I'll tell you the one thing we did enjoy, um, despite the times we're in, uh, was the call-in feature, you know, giving people the opportunity oh, yeah. to call right into the studio and not having anything rehearsed and trying to have an honest conversation about where we are and where we're going. I think so, that's so important. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, well, Barbara, course, thank, you, said that goes... you, you take credit on this, Barbara, just because you brought it up to me, uh, we will look to make this a permanent feature after COVID's over. I think it's so important. Yeah. And certainly, you know, that was one of the things that I my my early days of doing the show, even more so than currently, I guess, there were certain things, issues that I would have as my uh, focus. I you know, I'd have guests coming to represent a, a point of view or, you know, so I think that's so important. But, you know, now, of course, not everybody sees MATV, but, but at least it gets the word out. And, yeah. of course, the news, because not, not as many people read the newspapers anymore than they used to. Yeah, that was our chief of staff's contention, Maria Louise. Um, she felt it, she felt very strongly about doing uh, these shows because of what you just said. Not everyone's on social media. So this gave a different platform for people to have an understanding of what's happening around them and what they could do to help. So now none of that happens without, um, you know, Ron Cox, uh, Talonzo Amos, and um, James Mudge. Oh, he's great. Yeah, they, they didn't even flinch when we called them. This was at the height of the pandemic. No one knew which way this virus was going to go, but they didn't hesitate on giving us uh, this format to be able to use to reach out to the community. So we're very fortunate that we have a cable access station like MATV. And I'm, you know, of course I'm, I'm on that crew that, but I think that to to have that availability for people to actually turn it on and see what's going on and listen is so important. And I'm not sure all communities are that fortunate. Yeah, you know what else uh, I should mention before I forget? Ron Cochran, our communications director, was also uh, very essential to making this happen. He was able to zoom in from his house uh, different guests so we didn't have to all be in studio because initially... Yeah, I I remember seeing him always sort of in the background, you know. Yep, so he was able to combine both formats. So you had people calling in. You also had people giving us questions via Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. And uh, Ron Cochran was able to tie all that together. So We're very lucky to have that availability. Yeah, we thought, makes- it, we thought it helped make a difference. We It, it actually uh, became so that uh, people were asking us ahead of time, you know, is the show on tonight? I want to watch it. And we actually That's, had... Yeah. We ended up yeah. having regular callers at times. We I, I tried to call one night I couldn't get through. Right. Because, but I thought that was good. Yeah. In a way. Yep. Uh, so many enough people were interested enough to call. Right. And to keep the lines busy. So, yeah. you know, that's, you know, it would be one thing to do it and not have anybody watch it yet. But, but you do have 
an audience. You do have interest. In, but I think Malta's pretty good that way. I think we do care about what happens in our city. And, and there's a fairly good number or percentage of the residents here who want to know what's going on with Baldwin and with the city and the schools and the government or, you know, so. I think it's the only reason why we've never been deemed a hot spot. You know, unlike some of the other cities and towns throughout the state, we'd never reached that plateau because of what you just said, that I think there is a an interest in trying to help our community as much as possible navigate through this pandemic. What I don't understand about some of these other communities and even other states, you know, here we are, he tried to practice social distancing and, you know, wearing our masks and all. And then you see somebody, you know, in the lake of the Ozarks and they're shoulder to shoulder and you wonder why are they doing this? So I think, as I say, I, I think the governor did a good job, but I think also to not just take all his words and say, well, that's what it is, you know, to take it as you have done and bring it to the local level and, and adjust it as it meets maybe Malden's needs specifically. Right. I think that's so important. Uh, I've always felt that's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, this federal and state government can say all they want, but it's truly up to us as a community to determine our fate. And so that's why we believe, uh, you know, doing as much as we can to, to get us past this. So economically, are we doing okay? I mean, we took you know, a, with these bi- yeah, we took a big hit in the fourth quarter of the fiscal year, which was um, April, May, June, as you could probably imagine. Uh, parking. That's because we had to shut ticket. down. Yep, uh, meals tax. You know, we lost a ton there. Parking ticket revenue. We lost. You know, downtown meters. Yeah, we lost a ton there. So. Uh, but thanks to our financial team, um, led by Chuck Rannigan, Ron Hogan, our, our human resources director, Anthony Ciccarelli, our chief of oh. staff, Maria Luis, we've been able to uh, have a budget that was adopted by the city council as well as the school committee. Now, what we did, not knowing what the state and federal government will do, is we ended up reducing our budget by roughly four, four and a half million dollars. Now, instead of just cutting it, as we normally would if we knew what we had for a number from the state and federal government, we put the those funds into a contingency account, meaning kind that... Kind of a rainy day fund. It, well, meaning that if the cuts aren't as bad as we think they will be from the state and federal government, we yep. can restore some of the things that we reduce the budget by. Now, if they are as bad as we think they will be, then we've already taken that step of making sure that our revenues, ba- you know, meet our expenses. Now, why why are you so convinced that things are going to be really bad? Well, because the state has told us they believe they've lost roughly, I think it was four to six billion dollars in tax no revenue. Kidding. So they have to make that up some way, and we think the yeah. way they're going to do it is reduce local aid, uh, Chapter seventy, some of the programs that we depend on as a city to get through a fiscal year now maybe maybe the federal government passes another you know cares act or heroes act some kind of bill to address COVID 19 and you know they give the state more relief if they do that you know that might change things but if they don't four to six billion dollars to make up that's a that's a lot of money 
And uh, we're just assuming it has to come somewhere. And it, let's face it, you know, one of the big components of the state budget is uh, funds for cities and towns. So yes. we're, just, we're just assuming they'll reduce that in order to balance. Uh-huh. That, was, that would include education, which yep. the, yeah. Remember yeah. last time I was on your show, I think we were talking about all the teachers we were going to be adding and the programs that we were going to be so, instituting at the Malden Public Schools as part of um, the expansion of education reform. Uh, that is, was, is that still the case? That's off the table. They're, they're hoping that's that. off the table. Yeah, off the table for now. They're hoping that we'll be able to just maybe Well, I certainly hope so, too, because that's one of those things that's terribly important. Yep. I think we have a wonderfully, uh, you know, a, a, a really good public education uh, community in our community. I really have always thought that, and I'm a graduate of the schools. But beyond that, I think we do very well. Yeah. And uh, so, but to, to lose resources, money that is necessary to, to prolong some of those those uh, programs and so forth, that's, that's tough. That's, well, the good news is we have a fantastic budget director. Tony Mertz is her name uh, for the school department. So she's been looking at all of the different COVID bills and trying to access as, as many uh-huh. resources as she can to help us make up for, for what we think is going to be a big cut from the state and federal government. And also she's been working hand-in-hand with our city financial team, which always helps when you have, you know, both the school sure. department and the city government working yeah. together. Well, to get to the more public, publicized uh, issues, you know, for instance, some of these demonstrations. Now, have we had mar- protests or marches in Melbourne? Yes. We've had uh, yeah. le- probably a handful, I believe. And they've been a combination of marchers, uh, vigils, uh, protests. Uh-huh. But I'm happy to say they've all been peaceful. Yeah. And um, and that's a testament, once again, as you mentioned, to our community, you know, our police department, and everybody wanting to you make know, a difference. Speaking of our police department, because there's been so much lately, especially you with the George, uh, was it George Floyd? Right. Yep. A terrible, te- you know. It, I was watching television. I had to turn it off. I could not watch that. Yeah, you're not alone. God, it's awful. But, you know, talking about police brutality, and I guess there is there is a problem with some, I don't know if you want to say police forces, police departments, or maybe just individual uh, police officers who are giving the, the, their community a bad name. But I don't feel we have that problem. Well, we can always improve, but I can tell you from my weekly meetings, which are held year-round with our police chief, I know they run a pretty good program there. Um, Again, these are not just 10-minute meetings. We meet at length for an hour or so every Tuesday morning. Really? um, Yeah, I'm satisfied and pleased with what our department has been able to achieve over the years. I mean, especially as it relates to violent crime. You know, uh, every state of the city address, we've been able to proudly announce that 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 percentage has been driven down under the yeah. leadership of Police Chief Kevin Mollis. Now, again... That is so good to hear. Yep. Now, the the, the uh, our whole issue of police officers not behaving respectfully or, uh, well, 
you know, as like with the George Floyd incident, mm-hmm. that the. I don't think we have that issue, or do we? I don't think the community would ever stand for that here. I mean, in my you know time as mayor, I've never heard of an incident that even comes close to what happened in Minneapolis, nor would I tolerate that. So, again, no. that's the benefit of the police chief and I meeting every Tuesday morning year-round to ensure that's that— That's very that, good that, that you do that. Yep. That Well, that was one of the first meetings we instituted back when I took office because I know the importance of the police department to our community. And, um, and I, I think we have—I've said this in the past— uh, we have a very good police department, and one of the things I've always talked about, and always I think has been uh, returned, is that the diversity in the police force, because of course, being Malta being such a diverse community, is very helpful. But as somewhat as the police chief has always commented, yes. Yep, but they're all good cops. That's been a top. And that's very important. That's been a top priority of our police chief, and I think. You know, if you look at the current roster within the police department, I think he's been able to achieve that goal. And we're trying to do the same on our end. So, yeah. you know, if you look at the school department, just last school year, 25% of the new hires were people of color. And I think um, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's going to take time, but we have heard the yes. community loud and clear. And so we're trying to take those steps to be able to meet their expectations. You know, well, same, at least same there the, is something happening to to achieve that goal. Yep, same on the city side. I mean, I think on our boards and commissions, we look back to when we first started. I think we had six people of color on our boards and commissions. We now have 26 residents. That oh, are, that's wonderful. So it's not where we want to be, but we're, we're, no. we're making progress. Well, that's all you can ask. Yep, yep. And so yep. we're going to continue so, that. And I think the next step now is we want to have someone working with our community full time that would serve as, you know, the diversity, um, inclusion and community engagement officer, someone that could tie it all together and be a resource for our city for when they do see things that we're able to address them sooner rather than later. There will be, and of course, there's always going to be things. Yeah, always. Nothing is ever perfect. Nope. And we never rest on our laurels. That's why, you know, for example, back to the police department, you know, once violent crime came down, uh, I, you know, I could have made those meetings biweekly or monthly or check in every six months, but we were adamant on maintaining those weekly meetings year round just because we don't want to ever miss, you know, an opportunity to make our city better. Yeah, no. That's important, terribly important. Yeah, it's yeah. tedious, believe me, Barbara. It, it's, you know, I mean, every week, think about it. You know, you're meeting the same yeah. person every week. Same with our managers. Every two weeks, no no time off, no summers off. We might because of a holiday, but, you know, you would think several years in, I could just say, I know all the managers, I know what they do, and just forego those meetings. But I just want to... Oh, thing- no, you, you have to, you know, no matter how, how big or how small the... the organization or whatever is you really need to be on top of what's happening and what's what's important and and what's maybe being overlooked which is always an issue yep yeah so what what about the new normal we we talk about the new normal 
So what do you see Walden as the new normal? Are we going to be pretty much the way we were, or are we going to be making changes? or How are we going to be? It, it's such a difficult time. First of all, we, this is a whole new experience for us, the pandemic, the whole, you know, the, the COVID with the the masks and the, you know, just the quarantines and so what do you see is happening down maybe six months from now are we going to be the good old Malden of prior to pandemic and COVID-19 or are we going to be a slightly revised or you know uh, updated honestly I'm not sure I think all of our efforts right now have just been trying to help us navigate our way through the pandemic that I haven't really thought too much about what it will look like once we get to this so-called new normal. I mean, obviously I'm hoping for a vaccine, which we can then return to the... Oh, you know know, something, I keep praying for that. Right, right. Uh, But I think right now, you know, all our efforts on just trying to contain the virus. Well, you've, you know, being mayor of Eddie's, city or town is tough yeah, and it's a lot sure. of work yep. but then to have a pandemic placed into the mix is <laughs> I can, that was more than you know oh for you sure I mean I'll never forget as long as I live getting that call that we had our first official case of COVID-19 I thought I thought it would never make it overseas and then when it's here and you get that call you, your whole yeah. world changes I froze for a minute and then obviously called everybody together and, and talked about what we need to do to, you know, help our community get through this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but I can tell you what, whatever the new normal will be, I think Malden, at least, uh, you know, our philosophy will be what I said earlier, which is, you know, to be cautious and to be, to be safe rather than sorry and whatever it is that new normal is. So we'll be very liberal, I think, on, you know, doing things that will help us not return to where we were in March. Uh-huh. I mean, we were averaging at the height, I think roughly uh, 30 to 40 cases a day of, really? of positive COVID results. Well, so we don't want to go no back idea. there. Yeah, that was probably the average height. Now, as and I was, was telling you, we were down you know, recently to a couple of cases a day. Now it's crept up a little bit, but you yeah. know, we just don't want to go back there. How were deaths high? What's that? Deaths, you know, people who died from it. Oh, died, yeah. No, that's just people who were uh, had positive results, you know, who were infected with COVID-19. Yes. Now, people that have died, uh, which we think about them every day, we are oh, roughly at 80 still. I think uh, it might be slightly higher now because we've had this little spike. I think we had two more deaths uh, within the past 7 to 10 days. Yeah. Um, you know, and sometimes they're forgotten in all of this, but not 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 with us. No, we, we think and no. talk about that all the time. So when people come up to me and say, you know, overall pretty decent job, I always stop them and say, but we lost, you know, eighty Maldonians to COVID nineteen. So I'll never think of that. You know, think no. of of, of um, what I've done as great. You've done plenty. Yeah, I and just. You've done I, a good job. I will say you're yeah, a good when mayor. You, when you lose people, it's I don't know. To me, that's it's the terrible. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, but it's inevitable. It's not going yeah. to. That's never going to change. Yeah, true, Barbara. True. Yeah, yeah. So now, voting is going to be 
in person or good, by mail or good question uh both so we've I been said, we've been meeting pretty closely with our city clerk uh just on these two upcoming elections and um I have to say, Mr. Lucy, Mr. Greg Lucy has been preparing, as you might expect, on how to be able to help our community vote and vote safely. So there'll be yep. a couple of options. You can vote by mail, which is something that was done at the state level, and you could still uh, early vote, which is another option. I think seven yep. or ten days prior to the election you can vote. And then, of course, you can vote on election day. So I yeah. think we've come up with quite a few options uh, for people to be able to vote and feel safe yeah. about you know doing it. Well, I got my application for a vote by mail. Yep, me too. Which I sent it back. Yep, me too. And, yeah. So whatever. I think the most important thing, especially in this upcoming presidential election, is get out somehow vote. Right. You know. Yep. We have to have a change. Yep. And not only that, even in a pandemic, uh, Mr. Lucy and his staff have been working closely with some of our local vol volunteer organizations to try to increase voter access, access you know, on voting day. So yeah. we're going to have signs out front with, uh, you know, them being in English and Mandarin, I believe. Uh, we're also going to have someone working in the city clerk's office during the election season that speaks Mandarin and or Cantonese, you know, just to make sure that, you know, we are meeting the expectations of our Asian American community. Because as you know, uh, we've been deemed based on the percentage of Asian Americans living in Malden that, you know, we have to have uh, ballots at a minimum in Mandarin, you know, in Chinese. So oh, yes. we want to take that a step further. Based on recommendations from uh, GMAC and the Greater Boston Legal Services on how we can do more to increase voter access. So that's something else that um, the city clerk's office has taken on. Oh, that's on. so important. Yep. That really is. You know, and also uh, ju just to get some of these these groups or ethnic groups, perhaps, is a better way of putting it, to, to be more involved in the city. Yep. Isn't that the whole issue? But, of course, that has nothing to do with just getting them out to vote. Yep. Well, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe the whole thing is connected. You go out to vote, you want to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, we think that will happen. I mean, even on the names themselves, we're trying to work with the Secretary of State's office to be able to translate the names because right now everything on the ballot is translated except for the candidates' names. So if yeah. we can do that, which Boston already does, uh, uh -huh. maybe maybe that will further help. So we're trying yeah. all these different things to see if we can, yeah. you know, start taking. So, steps. so we're we now the has Encore Plus closed, or they, did they close at some point? Now they're reopened. Yes. Are, they, are we still getting a uh, mitigation I payment? Guess, uh, yeah, mi mitigation okay. payment from them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I sure hope so. Fingers crossed. I mean, I don't think there's—I don't think there's anything in our agreement that absolves them. But I can tell you this: uh, Everett is, I think, first in line on whatever comes from uh, the casino. But the one thing I do want to say publicly on your show, Barbara, they've been great throughout this entire pandemic, despite them having to close. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they've called us repeatedly 
asking us where they can donate some of the things that they're not currently using because they were shut down. So toiletries, uh, flowers, you know, they have a pretty good presentation out front of different flowers during the yes, season. Yes. They've donated all those to Malden and Everett and um, other cities and towns around us. So I know it's benefited our senior homes. Uh, the Bread of Life has been able to, you know, utilize some of the things that the casino has yeah. donated. Well, I just got I just got a signal on my line, my phone. So I'm not sure if that means that we perhaps should be. Nope, we're ending. good. Nope. I mean, I should have said yes, but nope, we can keep going, Barbara. We can keep going. Yeah. Okay. See, that's the one you thing know, I miss. You and I that, could talk for the rest of the day. I was going to say that's one of the things I miss about the in-person show. I knew that you had uh, 45 minutes to an hour, you know, and then I was off yeah. the hot seat. Yeah. I could be on the hot seat here all day. <laughs> 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 well, it's, but you're at the station, so they they will tell you when time is running out. I don't so know. I see Josephine smile and your producer, and she may uh, yeah. go beyond the hour. We don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good because it's a it's, it's been a good conversation. And, Always. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So sporting events, uh, fun times. Uh, you know, uh, that's all going to be on hold or. You know, depending on what the school is uh, committing to, or is that going to be something that's separate, you know? Uh, what was that question? Well, you know, sort of funny events, social oh, events. Oh, right, 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 all the things we used to do. Yeah, I think yeah. We're, we're going to take a, a cautious approach. So, as you can already tell, our, our traditional July 4th Independence Day activities were all canceled, our um, senior yeah. barbecue, our concerts. I think you'll see that carry on into the fall. So we just started talking about our annual Veterans Day ceremony. Of course, Malden will recognize Veterans Day, but we probably won't do it in a traditional parade-like setting. Uh, Maybe the Parade of Holiday Traditions will have to be canceled for 2020, things like that. That's what I see. I mean, we have to talk with our Board of Health and others, but if you're asking me right now while I'm on the podcast, I'm pretty sure that you know, if nothing changes, those will probably be all canceled. That's a shame. It is. But, you know, Malden, I'm happy to say, you know, we have done something. So we have not let any of these days go by without doing anything. So Yeah, now what what happened with Memorial Day? uh, Memorial Day. So, yep, we did a compilation of flags on porches. So anybody who wanted to show a flag from their home, we went by and took a picture of it and then compiled it into a Memorial Day video that we oh, that's have, lovely. we've been showing on where else but Uma, who I think is yeah. still playing it. Uh, and then Independence Day, Barbara, of which you played a part, uh, we showed the reading of the town instructions. We took different I, You know, I different thought clips. about that event. Yep. We took different clips uh, throughout the years of yeah. uh, the reading of the town instructions. And showed yeah, that I, on Independence Day. Yeah, I can remember. I think there was probably, I saw something on MATV about yep. that. Yep. And and I probably was there in my costume. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We, so, we'll, you know. We'll do the uh, same for Veterans Day and we'll do the same for the, because the one thing we don't want to do is not remember and, and pay homage, uh, especially well, on Memorial Day. We don't want to lose Veterans our Day. history. Yep. Yep. And, and that, you know something, of course, in a, 
slightly different aspect of keeping our history was what I just, what, 40 so years ago, thought we should be looking at our preserving our history in terms of our built environment, for instance, City Hall or so forth and so on. Uh, I think they're so important because uh, at that time, nobody had any, and, and a historic building or something that has significant was just gone. Right. So now we, we, we look at that and we take care to, to keep that alive, at least in our minds, our hearts, yeah. and perhaps visibly if we have a building that is significant. So I think that's also important. Well, without a doubt, that's a credit to you. I mean, you've put the H in historical, and uh, we're just following your lead, and I think we now look at everything from that lens. I think we're very lucky. Yeah, I think we're getting we better, you know, thanks to you and your and your fellow Well, you members. know, there was no reason for not doing it, because look at all, we go back to 1649. Right. But and Barbara, just... Just look recently at what uh, has been achieved, and I think it wouldn't have been if you and, and your members uh, weren't doing what you're doing. I mean, look at um, 6 Pleasant Street, where they now have a sign out front uh, that talks about that being the site of Malden's first uh, school, I think, schoolhouse. Uh, look, yes. at, look at the First National Bank. They have a sign out front now, yes. people entering, that knows about Converse, you know, Mayor Converse's son and what happened. Well, you know that spot on the, the site on uh, where Ferry, Maine, and Salem all kind of come together. Yep, that's the that's a very historic, you know, original kind of. That's where the city kind of first began to come to the town to come together. So it's so nice to, and and if well, when the one Salem Street building is is. Uh, no longer there, right. and the new building is built. I think that will be, you know, a real plus because uh, you know, as much as we don't like tearing down old buildings, that unfortunately that building is not safe. So, but the the uh, petitioner has offered, and I agreed, I believe it's still in, in the works to build a replica. Yep. And put it on the same site. You know what, Barbara? Let's make sure we also do what I think has been really great in the downtown is let's have a, a plaque on the front of that building letting the people know that that was the area where we first started to uh, come yes. together. I think that's very important. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yep. So, uh, Barbara, yep. your producer is saying we have roughly 10 minutes to go. Okay. So no more hard questions, Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I asked too many. No, times. no, no. I like to. Yeah, you know? <laughs> sure. Well, I probably you know we should end uh, because you've seen it for yourself. Uh, you were one of the first people we wanted to see it, but uh, why don't you tell the listeners what your thoughts are on the new city hall? Oh, I'm amazed. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, same here. It's beyond what I thought it would be, and I think the community. We, yeah, you proud. must be so happy. You're. You know, fortunately, we were there for historical, because I know it's not open to the public. Right. But we were there for a historical commission meeting. And you came by, and we we were able to get a little, a a small tour. Yeah. And we saw your office, and it was just lovely. Yeah. It's just 
so wonderful and and to walk into the you know the lower the lobby there is it's just so you know uh special yeah ron hogan our uh the architect on our end uh for making this happen you know has repeatedly said he wanted to come up with something that the community would be proud and i i think based on what you're saying and how i feel i think they will be once they get inside it really speaks to for the city. And also, I love that outdoor deck yep. that's off the the conference room. It's just wonderful. And one of the things that could happen out there, you know, meetings or parties. Yep, or, swearing in ceremonies, oh. weddings, yeah, you name it. Yeah, it's just it's just beautiful, and it's you know it's it's lovely, it's impressive, but it's. It's still molded, you know. It's, it's just a great, great place. I, I was really impressed with it. Yep, and uh, now we're working on getting some of the retailers in there. So uh, it was announced today that Soul City Yoga is opening, and uh, we have What's uh, opening? I'm sorry, I didn't uh, hear that. Soul City Yoga, so it'll be a yoga oh. studio. And then they have Malden Center Fine Wines, which is going to sell imported wines and and. Oh, big, that's nice. Uh, meats and cheeses and stuff like that. And then I think yeah. they said we have a, uh, a French bakery that's going to take one of the spots oh, as well. That's that's great. It yeah. sounds like making, you know, because one of the things about Malder, years ago it used to be the shopping place, the shopping center for the area. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of went away. So now you're kind of creating another another space like that. Well, that's why we wanted to use this podcast to announce that uh, we do have a bakery coming to the the area. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Yeah. So that's hot off the well, press. Well, we'll have to do this again. For sure. Maybe there. Maybe and, we'll and, do it at the bakery. As things happen, you know, we've got the holidays coming up. I am sure that's going to be a very uh, condensed kind of uh, celebration yep. uh, of, you know, our holidays. You know, Labor Day was not quite as big, but then you've got Thanksgiving, right. well, Halloween, yep. Election Day, uh, yep. and, of course, Christmas, so all the holidays. Sure. Yeah, so, so I'll be in touch. All right, man. We just <laughs> want to make sure your listeners know, as I think we said at the outset, just please continue to keep your guard up, you know, washing your hands, wearing a face mask, being yes. socially distant, they just can follow the rules. Yeah, and I mean, also, they've already told again, us, Barbara, the uh, medical doctors. You know, there's different strains of this thing. I mean, you still don't know which way yes. this thing's going to go. So, well, it's like it's like the old flu. You know, it's, it's, every year there's a, kind of a different strain, and we right. all have to get the injection. So, right. oh, but yeah, so that's that's important, and also. We'll continue. You're going to be continuing your broadcast. Yes, every Wednesday. We'll, we'll announce that uh, in the near future, probably in the next. You're day going to be so. announcing that. Okay, yeah. so that's not a confirmed date. No, no. Okay, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank for you talking for, to me. Thank you for having and, me. Thank uh, you to Josephine. I look and, forward to to having you if I if we start doing the show again, which probably we will at some point in time. Uh, you'll have to come again. Yep, you snap your fingers. I'll be there. I'll, I'll save my newspapers. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, Mayor. Thank Christensen. you. And we appreciate all that you do. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, okay I'd like bye to bye thank bye. the mayor, and I'd like to thank our wonderful young at heart, Barbara Tolstrom, our host. And again, 
I'd like to say to the community of Malden, Massachusetts and beyond, please listen to the Mayor Gary Christensen uh, and please be safe. <laughs>